What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Rikari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. That's right. We're already talking about next year. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you. So visit gcxevent.com slash tickets to book now. As the seasons change, so do our selections. The seasonal selections from King's Coast Coffee Company are custom roast sourced and selected to pair with the changing of the seasons. We take the time to source and pair up coffees that reflect the current season and are roasted to highlight tasting notes that pair with the season on hand. Here for a while, then making way into the next, this is a great roast to try on its own or make any coffee subscriber happy. Welcome in to episode 25 of Coffee and Shell. I'm Sleeves, joined by my co-host as always, Kesso Paguni. And we are going to start episode 25 with a little bit of a reflection of how Kesso's uh, life has gone over the last few days. Tell me how it's been, buddy. Dude, there hasn't been a lot, man. It's been uh, the searching menu in NHL 22 playing GWC qualifiers. Uh, Outside of that, dude, uh, my wife and I got up early on a Saturday morning, took Bella for a walk. It was beautiful out. Um, I'm excited for the summer, you know, I feel like I've said this before, but like, it's like a repeat of like what the summer will be like, but now we have the puppy involved, um, waking up early, having a coffee, you know, going for a long walk in the neighborhood. I'm looking forward to it. It's just like, uh, which probably sounds like death to like a 20 year old or like a 19 year old. It's like the weekends where you're just like looking forward to uh, family time, but, uh, very excited. So that's bro, about it. I'm even jelly, bro. As someone who is not a newlywed anymore, I miss that. Not that it's going to fade for you guys, but uh, yeah, I, I I feel that. I mean, that's pretty good, though. A nice a nice walk in the morning hits different. I gotta say, it's a and great way to start you your day. Pump. Yeah, like yeah. get out there. Being outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Because it's like during the during the week because I work from home. It's literally waking up 
um, and then starting work immediately just because I can't <laughs> like wake up before it's like, let me, let me rub my eyes. Let me log yeah. onto my computer. Uh, yeah. and then it's like, oh, there's the day, which is I'm starting here. I'm going to be at this <laughs> desk for like, uh, 16 hours, you know, if I have class at night or something <laughs> or whatever. So it's like, dude, I love the weekends and it's, uh, it's Sunday night. So, you know, I got this, the Sunday night blues right now, but we have, uh, um, dude, the Sunday scaries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Sunday scaries, man. All right. Yeah. Fair enough, dude. Uh, my weekend was awful, bro. I have been, I, I somehow in the post pandemic world, I caught the flu. Like, not COVID, but I literally just got the flu. I did multiple, like, testing, like, tests and whatnot. We have a bunch of rapid tests at home. Didn't have it at all. Sky was completely fine, so I was just like, okay. But I had, like, the full-blown, like, man-baby cold, like, where you're, you know, you got the chills, you, you're too weak to do anything, and you just lay there, so, which kind of sucked because uh, it forced me to, like, not stream and not mm -hmm. make videos for, like, two days which uh, I'm not accustomed to, and it made me get super anxious and whatnot. But I did get to roam around Twitch and watch the biggies. And that, I, man, I missed it. Like that Dude, was, It was better than March Madness. <laughs> 100%. Man. So, uh, again, guys, for anyone that doesn't know, I am not allowed to compete this year. Not that I would have qualified, especially because this year was my worst year. Um, but I'm not allowed to qualify this year, and I'm not allowed to disclose why just yet. But uh, nonetheless, uh, it was fun watching everyone play. And I think that the thing about GWC that uh, – well, well I, my favorite part of the GWC is because every game matters so much. And over the last few years, we've we spent a majority of these podcasts just absolutely clowning on EA. Um, but well, so we'll start early in this one. Uh, <laughs> they, they've removed the uh, feeling of necessity of winning out of every mode, even even champs, because mm -hmm. they've cheapened it with the reward system where you just have to get 11 wins and you've made about 125,000 coins and that's more than enough and then because uh 11 wins is basically the same as 15 wins uh in terms of collectibles it, you know it really doesn't matter you just get 11 wins like oh i'm losing this game whatever i'll just quit out and i'll just win get my 11 wins eventually and obviously that's uh that, that makes that each game just feel less and less it's chores it makes it feel like chores yeah. GWC is not that because every L is huge, especially for the fringe player. So like the last two years, I've been a fringe player. And if you get out to a hot start, let's say you're 12 and 0, like, man, those searches. Oh, God, they're terrifying. They, they just are... get longer and longer, too. Dude. Uh, yeah. So um, we're going to talk a lot about the GWC today, um, you know, because I think that uh, that's a big focus on the NH in the NHL community. And we're very different sides of it because you're someone that has a real shot at winning and i'm someone that will be hopefully covering the event so <clears throat> let's uh i guess we can just jump into it early man let's talk about the gwc a little bit so let's talk about your qualification process and the good the bad and the ugly from it yeah so i uh, i got off to a hot start um i started off like 15 and 0 maybe somewhere around there how many games did you again boys i'm not trying to interrupt i'm trying to trying to get the things that you probably want to hear so yeah. pardon me uh tell the guys how many games you played each day yeah so uh first day i started off with like three games during my lunch break um i streamed for an hour after work ended up streaming about like five games 
did the same thing the next day, uh, lunch break streamed after work. I streamed, played another like four to five games. So I was trying to do them in smaller blocks, uh, not for like any point reason, like, uh, like, oh, I'm going to wait, play more games to hopefully other people get more games and accumulate more points. That wasn't really a reason. Um, I like splitting them up. It works with my uh, schedule a little bit better. And I think the more you play, the worse you get, um, especially if you're playing like six, seven games in a row. Uh, you're playing against people varying skill levels, right? So like one game I could be playing a D1 player, uh, close game. Next game I could be playing like somebody in Division 10. Um, and then you just get those bad habits. So I just like splitting it up into like those four to five game blocks because um, it helps me play better. Um, so I ended up doing that uh, throughout and then finishing up, I want to say, Saturday off I had to play my last game off stream because there's a lot of reverse stream sniping for some players I wanted to catch um, and get a game against them we should talk about that so for anyone that doesn't know or, or maybe you've not competed you're not competing in the game world championship there is a um for players like Kesso there's an uh, advantage because we'll say yeah it is an advantage because people know that Kesso and Pogs and 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 those kinds of players are some of the best in the game obviously you don't want to play them and i can understand if because again wins are so like losses sorry losses hit so hard because five losses out of 25 games and you're pretty much cooked mm -hmm. um you know it, prior years i mean we'll talk about this in a little bit too but prior years if 21 wins was needed and you need to have a lot of points yeah um this year i think it's gonna be much less than that but nonetheless you'd you'd watch you'd watch streamers like Kesso and we call it reverse sniping where you're sitting in there watching um because you don't want to search when he's searching and uh, obviously that takes place quite a bit and uh it leads to it was funny watching like Polg stream on and he's he plays on the Xbox uh Xbox XQ when one person like him, like one of the quote unquote like best in the world or best in North America are streaming, it just stops the entire search queue for like anyone with more than five wins. Yeah. Like it is. I would love to see. I would love to see the actual amount of games drop off because. I, yeah, I want to see the numbers behind it. Yeah, because when when he was streaming, I think Polg searched like 45 minutes, couldn't get a game and when you're searching that long it, it expands so like eventually you get down to but because it, it um hut champ or sorry um gwc really tries to keep you hard locked into around your win total or like your win rate because it can't just go all the way out because if if that was the case pogs would just keep matching against guys that are like one in seven mm -hmm. and where that might happen in hut champs it won't happen in gwc they like hard lock it um, so you could just see the entire the entire matchmaking just completely shut down for 45 minutes. And, uh, you know, say what you want about it. It's it's the reality of of this event. And, I, you know, obviously, I think there are probably better ways to do it. And a lot of I understand the arguments against, um, you know, why does why do people do this? Why is there discords where they don't, you know, where certain people are in some of the top end players are in it and they're like, hey, I'm, I'm searching. So don't search. I want to get your thoughts on that, because I think that's a, a really big negative like connotation that a lot of the, you know, maybe fringer players, think, fringier players think or maybe even some of the player base that doesn't compete. The, you know, the thought should be you want to play the best always. 
tell me about you know that experience and and that kind of system working in the background because there is chats where you know top end players like i'm searching don't search yeah 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 so you saw it on my stream a lot this weekend um so i would be searching um grand would uh, you know be searching like before that right for hours um yep. and it got to the point where it's like hey I'm, I'm i was streaming and it's like hey i'm gonna str- i'm gonna search for a little bit because there's no point for us to match up so yep. and i and i say that because it's like uh, because people stream their searching queues, um, you have a lot of the players that might finish within like the top 20 to 100 range, uh, just not search at all. Right. So they just remove themselves from the searching queue. So if we didn't like have that communication, um, me, Gren, Regs, Canadians, we would only play each other for the last probably five to 10 games. And then you'd have those people that finish in the 20 to like 100 range have free reign elsewhere to finish way ahead of us in the rankings. Right. So I, did, did I explain that well? I think that's a yeah, good. Yeah, so I'll try. I'll try and like. Yeah, I, I, I'm always you bad did. at it. Yeah, I'm, I'm good I at totally explaining understand. like yeah. NHL stuff in the in the game itself. But yeah. And, and again, so what he again, guys, what Kessler's basically saying is that like if if pretend there was no chats or anything like that, if people, I think streaming is really the issue. Mm-hmm. Like because if you didn't stream and that would that would drastically change things. And I think in the in like 2019 streaming still wasn't really big in the every, nhl community. every good player streams now really now yeah like it, 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 you didn't stream back then polgs never streamed there was no Saphir. even gren didn't stream until like nhl 20 so no one really streamed nhl competitively because there really wasn't a competitive scene so back then you you, you never had that but what would it, what ends up happening guys is that yeah obviously it's not fair that keso can't like stream because you know that that's the case when Kesso streams he's trying to find a game and everyone in there I would say there's at least 50 players probably out of the top 100 maybe maybe for sure I was seeing a lot of names like I would look at the uh, and I never look at the viewer list but I was really curious I'm like I want to see who's in here this time watching me that never watches me and then I created a role uh where if you're reverse stream sniping me you got you got to gift a sub which I don't think anybody followed (laughs) but (laughs) I was like you got to gift a sub at least if you're not going to play yeah so what would end up happening guys is they wouldn't search so now let's by by the logic of you know good players shouldn't be avoiding other players so yeah like he said regs goes because he needs to find a game now he's got to play Kesso because all of the 25 to 100 ranked players, they're like, ah, nah, we're not, I'm not playing Kesso. But Regs and Regs and, you know, Regs and isn't scared to play anyone. Either is Kesso. You're not scared to play anyone because when you're at that level, it's like you're, you're in a position where you can pretty much be anyone that you're going to match up with or at least have a shot to. Like if you match up with Gren, you might not win 50% of the time, but you win 40% of the yeah, time. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? It's not out of the realm where you just simply won't win. Um, so then all of those guys are playing each other and then you finish your runs and then you've got all the guys that have no shot of winning the GWC. That's the key part here is it's the people that have no shot at really winning um that are benefiting from it and this event is again i've covered this event as you know on like with the nhl for the last like three years and i love seeing this game played at its highest level by players that understand the game better than anyone else for a lot of money and it really cheapens it when there's players that groove their runs make it to a spot where they're being broadcasted and then they've got to go up against gren or or yourself and just get absolutely shellacked 
you know yep. it's not a very good viewing experience it's not good for the you know i'm all about having new players become up and and, and new new guys come onto the scene i think that's the best part about this event i think that like when like uh, i'm trying to think of someone there was, there was nuke head. that came around a few years ago nuke, right yeah he, he was no he was ranked he like, was. like number 73 in the qualifiers and yep. i remember there was a point where uh there's i think it was rahanik sent out a tweet and it was like oh this guy named nuke's gonna get destroyed by like x player right yeah and nuke i think that year he won uh the canadian regional he was arguably the best player i know he didn't yep. win the whole thing but he was arguably the best player in the world that year he was really good he came out of nowhere and that was a conversation that kept coming up this weekend um, because there was a guy that kept coming to my channel, like, uh, trying to, I guess, harp on what I was doing or what like Gran or Regs was, was doing. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a difference between like being an underdog and making it far or whatever. And then being like a deserved underdog where like maybe, maybe an underdog has like an easy bracket run. Right. Um, and you make it far just because you have like an easy bracket. Um, just how like maybe luck came in the play or whatever. But then Nuke was a legit like underdog, but he ended up beating like, all the great players, right? Like he deserved to be there. It wasn't luck that he made it that far. So no. I think there's a difference between that and just like, you know, how the bracket falls. No, absolutely. And don't get me wrong, guys. I'm not saying that these pl- the top end players should not play each other, but they should not play each other until they're at like 20 wins. Like yeah. where they would actually play each other. Let's let's take streaming out of the equation. Let's take discords out of the equation. If you were to just play and you would get matched with whoever is searching at a certain point, Kessa would match regs or Gren would match regs at like 20 and two. And you'll yeah. see it. If you go to the guys at the top of the leaderboard, like if you pulled up uh, yours or um, Gren's or Meso Trippies at the top, the last three games they played or four games they played, they are against absolute studs in the directory um, that have a real shot at, at GWC this year. So, and that's how it should be. It's mm-hmm. just what unfortunately happens is, you're you're gonna end up forcing the top end guys have to play each other get three losses on their on their on their record at like because no one else is searching you know yeah Which, that and, happened to me this weekend too like uh it was me and then the player don't taves me um mm-hmm. we were both like 21 and 2 we were both streaming and it's like at this point like there's you only a few games left like yeah. let's play each other and then like so like my last two to three games were difficult close games against good players um, yep. and, that, and, that, and that's, that's how, how i want it to be you know um i almost wish there was a thing like you can only match uh, the same player once, right? So realistically, if yeah. we did, if me, I played regs, grand, etc., we can only match each other once. But because the matchmaking is what it is, um, if we just all kept searching, we'd just be playing each other repeatedly. And we that, did and see that this weekend, yeah. sleeve. We so did, oh, we yeah. saw that. Right? Well, that was that was a little bit different scenario, but yeah, there was a few guys like uh, I'll use I'll use um, Henrique as an example. I, again, I've been flipping around to everyone's stream, so Henrique was doing his, and there was a point where like cj was the only one searching our, our boy cammy he was who was another very very good player and it was like because xbox is a it's a it's very barren compared to the playstation side even ps4 like ps4 compared to xbox one there is just way more player base on that and and same with ps5 and xbox series x and it was like in the middle of the afternoon and it was like if i no matter what they were going to search if they were to search they would get each other like three times in a row Mm-hmm. just because there is no one else playing um not be I mean, some of it was reverse stream sniping but it just because there's you know there there's not very big of a player base and that's an ea thing not an nhl thing like that the the cross console would have solved if cross console comes in next year which god i pray it does the gwc is going to look far different i think it's going to be great 
Yeah, it because will, right? you've got threats. But the, the other issue that people keep forgetting about is that this game is server based, meaning that not only is your console separated, but your server is separated. So you're playing against a very small pocket of people, very yeah. small. And uh, it's led to the leaderboards looking uglier than years past, I would say. There was a lot of players I've never, never seen or would have expected to be in the top 32 yeah and we're recording this before all the things have been ironed out but there's still a lot of guys in there and that's good i mean it's good to see new players like i said new players step up um i think that this game again the the skill gap in this game is is at its lowest um i I agree with that wholeheartedly what's been interesting though we were talking a little bit before we pressed record here um and I'm, i'm playing on ps5 and you look at like the top six ranking right now which has a chance to change but it's like almost exactly what you'd predict, right? So there's like yeah. Rags, there's Gren, there's Canadians, there's myself, um, there's Miso Trippy, um, and I think like Nip and Biscuits, who I you know had the fortune to beat this weekend in a very exciting game. But <laughs> you gave um, it to <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But so it's like for for as bad as we claim, I guess the skill gap is. Um, I was surprised to see like the the top rankings ironed out like that to where. I think that 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 is where the the gap the 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 gap does exist in this game. Like yeah. there among the players that could win the GWC, the gap from them towards like what we call hut heroes. And for anyone that doesn't know what a hut hero is, it's basically guys that are very good in hut champs but have never performed well in an esports event. That's I deemed that as a term like two years ago. It's not derogatory. It's just like that's how you describe a player like that right like so they've never really done well in gwc or 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 tournaments but they do well in hut champs and you see like separating you guys from a shot that went in gwc and that there's a little bit of a gap but once you get into that like range it's like dude like i i went back and i looked last year and 21 wins was needed on playstation Mm-hmm. every week and this i think you're gonna see and you had to have points like there was guys that had 21 wins that simply did not uh make it as well i, I didn't even qualify week one last year because yeah. I, I played a couple like good games early on mm-hmm. um and i had like two losses like i'm not gonna qualify i don't want to qualify so i ended up doing week two um yep. but it was tough because like uh it's only two consoles um this year it's split between four so yeah we're probably gonna see like 20 wins sneak in in a couple not spots. only that man like the disconnects god dude it, like you had to avoid those too like that I was saw. that was yeah well i mean i think you were in my stream once this weekend i i randomly it's and it's a neighborhood thing it's a neighborhood mm-hmm. internet thing i get disconnected yep. around 101 p.m during mm-hmm. the weekdays um if i'm still in a game so like it'd be like 12 40 sometimes i would try to sneak in like another game uh before i went back to work but i was like i'm not even gonna risk finding a game and it going to overtime and i'm gonna disconnect from this game um and yeah it's scary to think about but you gotta watch out for everything it's brutal and again that's a like so what's happening a lot in the community this year is people so everywhere every single person that has internet your your internet is basically um if you don't have fiber fiber is a little bit different because that's the strongest connection you can have but if you if you don't have fiber which a lot of canada does not canada has some of the worst internet in the world in terms of infrastructure so your neighborhood your internet connection what they'll do is they'll they'll cap upload and and a little bit of download when someone's using a lot of it um and what they'll do is they won't shut off your internet connection but they'll drastically bring it down and it causes like a hiccup and just for 20 seconds too that's it. yeah and then it immediately comes back up it's it's so that people like your next door neighbor who's like trying to watch a netflix show doesn't buffer Mm -hmm. like that's what that is the reason for it 
And uh, the issue is with NHL, more than any other video game, it's like there's no like allowance to have a little bit of a hiccup because you don't disconnect from streams you don't disconnect from the actual ea servers you literally just disconnect from the game and it's because if there's any slight lag hiccup to it it just immediately shuts down if you look at like mlb there'll be a pause and it'll be like hey is this gonna come back and then it comes back and you're okay in that situation but nhl it's like no it was just a recent change too they used to they used to have the long like oh this game's lagging it comes back Yep. I don't know if it was this year that they changed it, but now it's just like there's no give and last take. Year. Was it last year? Okay. Yeah, like last year I remember the same situation happening. Okay. But yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, in GWC, every loss, you, you, you saw a lot of guys that took disconnect losses that are very good. And the, I think that led to the, the records being a lot lower and the split player base. Like yeah. The, so obviously better players to spread out as opposed um, to all be on one. Yeah. There's one thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, I saw mm-hmm. Safir, a great player. He tweeted out. I think it was him that tweeted. I might be wrong. Whenever, whenever you watch, and it's, I guess, not a question just for you, for myself, too. Whenever you watch streams for GWC games, right? Uh, oh, yeah, you you probably great. have like five to six open up. Are you yep. actively rooting for those players to lose, regardless of who they are, to see an upset, to see whatever? Um, because I found myself on Wednesday, we were in a discord call, we were watching people's streams and I was rooting against every, even if I was friends with them, I wanted to see losses. I was watching, uh, Polk's play dude. And I love dude. Polk's is the nicest kid. And I was like, I want to see him lose to this guy. It's like the fifth game. Like, let me see the upset. Dude, I, so I, I replied to that tweet. I'm like, and it because like it was like 70% they said no, or they no, they don't want to see the person lose if they're streaming. I replied back with the 70% of you are lying boldly right to our faces. Um, so I was in your your chat a lot whenever you streamed at noon, and then I was just hoping for a loss and very open oh, about that's it. Terrible. Dude, I dude, I was in there giving you crap the whole oh, time. Oh, dude, you're, you're the you're my biggest troll, I think, besides oh, Hayes yeah. Hype. But he got the big old ban this weekend. He got the ban, dude. He gets a ban in my chat like I, every every few days. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's and it's again, I I think I, they're almost all the top end guys are friends of mine. So I want to I think what I want is cha- I want chaos. Yes. I want like it's like March Madness. Like that's really what these games are because you lose a couple, and with how the format is this year where if you get the one seed you're basically guaranteed the easiest run all the way through like the it they reseeds enough until i think you get to the final four on your console and then mm-hmm. it's a double limb best of three uh, and it's that you draft as well um so it's like versus um but other than that going up to that point which i think is the fourth round like so one would play 64 and then if there was an upset one would play 52 and like which so that means that every game was so important yeah. and it, it it was it was funny I, i'll say this i'll be i'll be very clear about this i did not want you to lose to the point where it was like oh my god are you gonna make it i well, knew you were yeah, gonna make it so you yeah. were like 13 and oh yeah none of these guys like even if polks lost which i was rooting for a loss for polks like he's gonna he's only gonna lose two games max yep. you know i know he went undefeated yep. i think but, yeah, he did. And that's the whole reason, right? And I was thinking about the seeding process where it's like if one of these guys loses and they finish, like maybe they finish like seventh, that Gren. changes the whole bracket. Yeah, Gren, Gren. Gren finishing second was uh, was insane because like that that's big for, for PS5. Um, anyone who doesn't know who Gren is, Gren won the GWC last year, the North American Championship. He is one of the only people to qualify literally every year since the GWC's inception, which is crazy. Like when you think about the the games being different and the best like NHL 18 was best of one (laughs) just to get like getting there every year is just such a crazy feat and then he finally won last year 
um, him not being number one is big because, you know, I believe Cad right now is number one. And if if we're being honest, you you want Gren is the one player probably on PS5 that you don't want to play until you absolutely have to. And now you won't. Um, you know, so it's just a, it's, it's pretty crazy. So, um, interesting, interesting to see how that shook out as well. Yeah. Uh, anything else about the GWC we want to talk about? Yeah. The, um, the three stooges on Xbox. Oh, uh, we got to bring that up. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. I think it was Friday night. One of the, I tweeted this out too. One, it was one of the dumbest and most entertaining sequences of NHL esports I have ever seen ever and I have been involved fully in this event and every team event since NHL 19 so again you won't you probably won't know some of these guys but I'll give you the story essentially so a lot of the players some of the players when it became announced that um, all four consoles would be viable for the GWC because we didn't know how the format was going to go in December they came out and said hey two people from every every console will qualify for the Montreal land and that's really what you want to get to that's like your goal because I feel like a lot of people what you know they want to win the GWC but I feel like a lot of them their goal is to at least get to Montreal mm-hmm and so some of the pro players that that are favored to win or be in be very close um went back to the old gen consoles so our man josh fearless who we've known for a decade almost decade yeah he he went back from xbox series x to xbox one and the attempt to get an easier run uh eki did the same thing i think the last like three years yeah eki's always done that he's gone from playstation to xbox because the european scene on xbox is just completely not there it is by far the smallest player pool um so there was another two guys though jose who was the runner-up in the tampa bay lightning esports event in orlando that me and grizz flew out and we called that grizz or uh, sorry jose actually beat Eki uh to go to the finals then he lost to Polg. so jose also went from xbox series x down to xbox one and then another guy by the name of duncan demon who is probably one of the bigger trolls and less like people in the community uh which is deserve for the most part uh he did the same thing he went back down so their teams are a lot worse than what they had but they were like hey there is not much of a competitive player base here we're gonna you know take the odds so these three guys and again uh, no disrespect to the other players that are on xbox one these three when you look at the people on that console are really the three players that have a shot to go to montreal like if you were to put betting odds these are the three guys and all they had to do was avoid each other and we spent the beginning part of this podcast talking about how you know the top end players are like hey let's not match up early i'm searching don't search or the, the stream sniping or the reverse sniping on stream all of that and it makes sense for them because th- if they were to finish one two and three on the leaderboard they would not play until the the games to go to montreal exactly and two of them would go most likely right, exactly yeah. so they would their odds would be at their high and everyone in the competitive community knew this when you saw who was going to be on the console everyone understood you know that's what it looks like and again you can say you know they grooved it and that's that's crap but it is what it is that's the tournament's format they're just they were just like okay this is how if this is going to be easier i'll do that mm-hmm. so whatever you can do to get to montreal <laughs> so duncan demon starts out 19 and 0 he's 19 and 0 and he is playing guys like again ps or xbox one is just there is on the old gen there is no one competitively on there like there's a lot i'm sure there's a lot of good players and Mm -hmm. and it's not like if you play xbox one you're bad by any stretch of the imagination but again players that have a shot to win the gwc 
Um, he was 19-0, and he was just grinding out games in the first and second day. And there was really no one he could match up with because Josh Fearless and Jose and even Danks um, and Jerdubs were the uh, were the other ones that, like, again, top-end players or, or very, very good players, they just had to avoid each other, and that's what was happening. So Friday comes along, and Josh Fearless, who is easily one of the most entertaining guys on stream like whether you love him or hate him you watch because he freaks out you know you like i watch him more than any other streamer and i don't watch a lot of streams because it's like going back to work but i'll watch him because it's just dude it's just entertaining and you live through it because it's like he will freak out like everybody wants to freak out when they he lose does, a yeah. game or something, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, regardless if you would act like that, you stomp around, slam your control, all that, you feel it. Like, mm-hmm. you, you want to do that. So seeing him do it, there's like a, you know, like a, you know, you're living through that. And he just, he goes, I'm going to play all 25 games on, in one day. So he logs on at like noon on Friday and he gets up to like 15 and 0. And I don't know what they were thinking. The problem with these three gentlemen is they all have very big egos. All yeah. of them. Yeah. So, uh duncan demon can't find a game and he matches up with josh so (laughs) he matches up with josh so now one of them is going to get an l and potentially ruin their record right again they're they should finish one two and three easily they should (laughs) so duncan demon beats josh and if you've seen josh fearless streams he does not handle loss as well and again not many people do oh he's the worst i think he's by far the worst person in the world at handling losses and again when you're not used to losing Mm-hmm. there's a you know when you're not used to losing you don't usually lose gracefully oh so yeah i mean like, hey, we, we like, see tom brady just stomp off the field if he loses a game because it never happens exactly yeah, exactly yeah. so after josh loses he's like no nah, i'm gonna get him back like f this kid so josh snipes him back and loses so now josh is like 15 and 2 and duncan demon's 21 and 0 and then you have joe who's just sitting back watching this laughing while this is going on <laughs> so jose then sees duncan demon snipe josh the first time and goes that's crap dude he snipes duncan demon who's streaming and gives him an l so now <laughs> duncan demon is 21 and one and josh has two l's from duncan demon and that dude and then insanity strikes because duncan demon takes the l from jose and josh is talking a lot of crap Duncan Demon snipes Josh for a third time now. They have now sniped each other back and forth because they're both streaming while this is going on this whole day. <laughs> Josh finally beats Duncan Demon. So now he's 21 and 2, and Josh is feeling good. Duncan Demon says, nah, nah. <laughs> snipes him the very next game, gets him again. Duncan Demon loses. Now he's got three losses. So now he's 21 and 3 with a game to go. He decides that this can only be settled by a best of five between him and Josh. He snipes him a fifth time, and he loses again. So his last three games, or last five games, are Josh, 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 Jose, Josh, and all these kids had to do was not play each other. Duncan Demon finished 21-4, and which is mind-boggling. Actually, I think he might have finished 20-5. and yeah, I think there was another loss in there. Yeah, I, don't I think know there who was, was another loss. Yeah. I think I think he lost to Jost twice. Okay. Like, okay. I, and then what was even more insane is that because Jost had lost already, and he saw Josh beat Duncan Demon with a lot of points, and Jost also had a random disconnect. Jost is like, 
all right, the only way I can get number one is if I beat Josh and take all his points. Yeah. So then the last game, Joe sniped Josh and he lo- it was dude, it was it, like the stupidity of that sequence competitively. Again, for anyone watching, it was one of the funniest things. I, I was literally sick as a dog laying on my couch. I was just laughing my ass off the whole time because how this tournament was done, you can obviously groove and, and all you have to do is avoid certain people. And it's not like it was a secret. Like that's yeah. what was so crazy is these three guys all knew that's all they had to do. And because they've got such huge egos, they all just were like, nah, it, like one person beat one of them. And then the wheels just flew off. And, yeah. uh, so now Duncan Demon's low in the rankings and might not even qualify week one. And if that's the case, they're going to have to play each other real early. And th- if Josh plays Duncan Demon, that is going to be the most watched, most entertaining series of the entire GWC up until potentially the finals. I want to watch that. I will. <laughs> dude, it's it's insane because it's Dun- Duncan Demon, I think, is a great kid whenever you talk to him. And yeah, he's like, he's he's very said, nice. He is. He is. He has a great face, too. He yeah. looks like somebody you want to be friends with. Yeah. Uh, but he's the ultimate troll on this game. So, like, he has I, to be I hated. Need to see he has that. to be hated. Yeah. I need to see and, that game. And I need, and I hate to say it because I've been friends with Josh for 10 years. If Duncan <laughs> wins that game, it would be the funniest reaction ever it would be an all-timer for yeah. sure but after what happened and joe and and, and duncan demon sniping josh four times and he literally just had to be like hey i'm not gonna play josh but he was like i want to beat him why couldn't you they know? just settle this with like a like a you know it's just money, a game money game after. all they had You're to like, do all they had to do is be like, yeah. hey, let's go play a money game for 50 bucks and, and settle this they were like yeah. nope we're gonna settle a best of five in the gwc qualifiers yeah makes no sense <laughs> it's gonna be absolutely and for anyone that doesn't follow please go follow josh fearless if you haven't or the duncan demon because they will be streaming their gwc runs the rest of the way and like i said they're some of the more entertaining guys when they lose and uh, Josh in itself is a riot to watch at all times. Like it's, it was, it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen, my man. But yeah. um, all right. So enough of the competitive talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, we did get a new HUD event and we we're did. at the point where it's like, ugh, you know, yeah. or we got HUD master players and uh, you, you say it, you said it best. They're 97 overalls. They're all great cards. Yeah. So yeah. I'm done ranking them by the way. I'm yeah, not going to do yeah, a ranking this. Okay. I did a ranking video and it was so hard to do it because they're all basically the same, right? Yeah. Like, it, it, so out of it though, we can, we can discuss Taylor Hall mm-hmm. who yeah. uh, should be made by everyone. Agree. I, I think so. I think I'm going to have to make him too, right? Like he's 99, everything. Um, you know, he's always plays fast. He's six one. He is, he's Connor McDavid. He's six one. He's six like one, two oh six. Yeah, ninety nine yeah. speed, ninety nine XL, ninety nine shooting, ninety nine mm-hmm. hands. With you know, like he he has ninety nine checking if you use Spark, right? Which you yeah. probably will use Spark because you need yep. the XL at ninety nine. So it's a ninety nine card, and that's that's where we are in Hut now. Exactly. So like, if you are if you are trying to determine what to make, he is the only card I think is the is a must make in this event because team of the season is coming. If you're still interested in building your team and, and maybe it's not for the GWC, if you're still interested in it, I would just say make Taylor Hall and save everything else for team of the season. Yeah, yeah, because it's like even if the team of the season cards will be way more expensive to make than these ones, but they're still just going to be 99 cards, right? So just make the Hall because yeah, because he is 99. Whether he's 99. 97 overall, but he's 99. Yeah um i i do think the the stefan mateau card's interesting um he's, just fun. With, he's fun that's why yeah. right with a gold truculence i think that's one of the better abilities um 
And it's like at this point in the year, if you're not playing for GWC, which 98% of players don't realistically have like a good chance, you want like the fun cards, right? So he has like yep. that crease crasher ability, like total eclipse and stuff, like truculence. Like he kind of, it's, it's a fun card to play with. Have you used a forward with truculence, like gold truculence? No, only silver. I'm wondering, because like the one thing bad about truculence, I've heard Gren talk about this, is that he gets so many penalties. Because Dude, when you hit he with gets a, forward, a ton of penalties. Yeah, like when you hit with a forward, um, you're often skating at top end or you're forechecking up against the boards. And, you know, with defensemen, they're usually coming into you and you're like meeting them in the boards. So it's mm-hmm. not as it's not as like devastating. But if you have the puck into the and you're forechecking and you're going to hit somebody as truculence, like you're breaking their back, essentially. So yeah. I've seen that be a downfall to truculence a little bit. But for anyone that uses it, let me know, because like, he does. He looks like I, honestly. If you're going to make a card at any event for fun, they have to have truculence. Like, they, they do, it, yeah. it's just fun. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, think a, way, a way that people don't use truculence enough, because uh, you mentioned the forward thing, there are a lot of forwards that have the silver ability. Skill zoning um, and having forwards with truculence is really good because you can just let the AI control the defenseman. Um, and then you could bump players a lot more easier if your forwards have silver truculence. So like X Factor Ovi is one of them. I don't know if anything exciting happened. It looks like sorry. Somehow. I'm watching the Sharks game yeah, on yeah. my on my TV above my setup, and someone got on a breakaway for Phoenix, and the breakaway got saved. But then Benino went like shoulder post into the into the net, and it just looked really ugly. Benino, sorry. Benino, Benino. Remember yeah. that. He Dude, did I, score to in this game 10 seconds in and now it's 1-1 because yeah. oh he actually his head went off of it. He looks all right but my goodness. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I agree. I think that like truculence is it, it's um, a lot of people are like okay, well you want to have it to get big hits. The the real benefit from truculence is being able to um is being able to bump people. Mm-hmm. Like extremely easy. I think that that's overlooked a lot. That's the where the real benefit I think um comes in. Um let's talk quickly about uh you know how long we had. We're only at 38 minutes actually. So let's yeah. discuss some of the new things that they're trying cuz they are trying the the Hut content team is trying some new things uh, specifically with the trade deadline cards and uh the Tuesday tilt ones. So for anyone who doesn't know the the trade deadline cards this event was really unique in not the master sets that came out but the actual event cards that did um because they were they did release a few i think the the brad richards like 95 and and whatnot but since that first week what they did was they released cards that had the potential to be traded and if they got traded they went up by plus two overall and i thought that was a really cool feature and idea in this event do you agree i love it um not that i'm going to use any of the cards but it's something to tie into the real life uh sport as we've always mentioned um and it's kind of i think it's just a great thing it's it's original we haven't seen that before in hut as far as i know so i love the addition um a lot um i think it makes like what's that the claude Giroux got a was a 94 it's now a 96 yeah so so that's that's like almost like an msp player right the only disappointment i think in him is is that he's had a i think what was it the all-star game card right he had like a one or two cards but um it's cool right so he goes 94 to 96 um I did pull like a Raquel. Was that it? Is that one that had one? Yeah. I was hoping he would get traded. He hasn't been yet, right? No, he is not. Yeah. So Lindholm, Hampus Lindholm did get moved too. So I think he goes from a, he's either a 93 or a 91. I don't remember. I don't okay. have it up in front of me. But uh, yeah, I think that that's a really cool event. Uh, Tuesday Tilt has the potential to be like really fun. But man, again, it. So we talked when it first came out, the problem with it being on Tuesday. Um, is that no one opens packs on Tuesday. It's probably the most barren market day there is because free packs are a day away. No one's ripping new packs. Tuesday is also the weakest content day 
um they just release prime times usually and it, tuesdays and thursdays are usually the worst for the week so no one's ripping packs so these cards are just not anywhere to be found so for anyone that doesn't know what tuesday tilt cards are it'd be like two cards going up in a specific matchup on tuesday night in the real nhl and it's like whoever scores more points or goals or assists um they would go up by plus one and then whatever one actually beat the other one in terms of um like the team so if florida beat calgary let's say the florida card would get an extra synergy spot or an extra ability um and i thought that was really cool so what mm-hmm. they did this week was they actually made sets where you could turn in event collectibles, so trade deadline collectibles currently, and actually make one of them. Uh, the problem is, is that they cost 45. That's yeah. half of an MSP, and they were like 91s with the potential to go to 95, and it's like... If the guy gets a hat trick, hat if trick, the team wins, yeah. like it's so unlikely. Yeah, and like at that cost, it's like ridiculous. I think the one thing that I just can't understand is that prices in this game never scale Hmm. sorry they scale upwards in terms of overall meaning they become more expensive as the game goes along but the interest in the game goes less and less so it's like two systems are fighting each other yeah yeah and and we're almost we're almost not rewarded for playing the game more longer into the year because at this point man like every card that comes out should be a 90 yeah you know, the 85 overalls, I get that the the reason why they're releasing them is fan service because there's a lot of players that don't really care about what cards they use. They don't care about beating everyone online and they just want to play squad battles with their favorite cards. But the problem is with squad battles, you're playing the guys that are grinding the game with 95 overall teams. So it's mm. it, 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 that, that the argument doesn't really work anymore. Um, so I, I'm at, I'm at a point now where like everything should be 90 overall. We hit we hit you hit March or maybe April. Let's say April. Everything should be 90 overall, at yeah. least. The, you know, and I think that that would be. Um, I, I don't know. I would love to hear your comments down below. Maybe that's too high. Maybe maybe it is a little high because See, then, I thought like, it was. It, I thought it was perfect or even low. I kind of like, think it. Yeah, especially like, for think, like team of the week and stuff like that. Like nobody wants to see an 87 overall. Like. Uh, you know, Anthony Duclair or something, if he gets like two goals and like nobody wants to see that or Jacob Verana, whoever, because you're not just going to you're not going to use these mid 80 overall players. The the core, the, the, the hardcore players aren't going to use them. No, so exactly. It's just pointless. They're just set fodder. And yep. it's like, that's not exciting. So uh, the one thing they did do is they they moved away from team of the week and they made this thing called like the theme team of the week. So, like, you know, one week it might be all guys that are gigantic with truculence or something. And I think that's cool because what was happening was was these guys would all get prime times anyways. Mm -hmm. And then they would get team of the week because they had a great week. And it's just like they're it's just double dipping and it just made no sense. So, um, you know, they are trying new things. I will give them that. I think the prime time and team of the week system is awful. It's just been it hasn't been changed in five years. Yeah. Which is an issue with NHL and as a whole. Yeah. So Um, hopefully I'm hoping they continue with this theme team of the week. Or yeah. whatever it's called into next year and we just get rid of that performance based team of the week i really want uh it's funny one of my bigger things now and again i don't i i really got to preface this by saying my feedback is not being outwardly spoken to the game changer community as much as it was prior because you know of how things went down earlier so um i'm a lot more uh reserved now when it comes to my things that i'm i'm, I'm telling you that i think should be changed something that i'm i'm focusing on this year is or I'm going to is that hot rush needs to be addressed um, because hot rush has the potential to be very fun um, as it should. It also has guaranteed rewards 
um, which is not available. It's instantaneous guaranteed yes. rewards. Yes. Which you know is nowhere else in this game. And I I cannot stand what the cookie cutter hut rush is, uh, because it should not be very difficult to implement my my opinions or thoughts on it. And I've seen I've released I've I've talked about this quite a bit on stream and in videos, and I haven't seen any negative feedback to this. So my thought is for hut rush going into next year what i want is completely get away from the real thing so play in the outdoor rink play three on three play you know first goal wins sure or what i i want to see is give us a draft everyone is six six with truculence whoever gets the most hits wins Mm -hmm. like those kinds of things because hut rush should be this arcadey dumb fun get away from the grind because we're not getting anything different than rivals and hut champs so like i don't want to sweat i want to play hut rush and it's like whoever gets the most hits that's hilarious or maybe you you give international ice and it's all guys under six foot that have wheels and 90 speed like at launch of the game like and then it's just end to end like you're just flying like i want to see that kind of stuff i would love to see one where your player locked as a goalie like you know what i mean like just dumb stuff like that and then have the rewards you know you have the option to give a guaranteed card and you know they give collectibles they give two gold player plus packs and power up collectibles all that kind of crap but if it's truck like a truculence event at the end give us an 87 chris pronger you know, that has yeah. special card arts or something, you know, that matters because you plan out Hut Rush months in advance in terms of like what because they just hit go on it. Dude, here's and the thing. Uh, they could plan it out for the year, right? Yeah. To scale with whatever. So now in this time frame, it, it, you, you can't give out a card that's like 97 overall, but you can give it a fun like 92 overall card at the end of Hut Rush. I, th- I think what no matter what, if they, if they can't implement all of that. You know, what I think needs to happen. So there's two two game modes of Hut Rush every time there's a new Hut Rush thing, right? And it usually comes out every new event. For the love of God, give us a, a five on five. Let's say it's uh, one period max, right? And it's just whoever wins, wins, but it's only one period games. And all of it is all of the new Master Set players. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there's no loan cards. And I get that loan cards. I, I didn't realize how much I missed loan cards. But if it costs so much to upgrade these things like you know let us try them out and and let us see what it's like and i think that that would go a long way if you're gonna if you're not gonna implement anything creative in hot rush at least give us that yeah i agree i i think it should be like you know one period five on five and then it's just like the whole line like just no line changes just one line you have all the msps or whatever and if there's only like four msps maybe just fill it in with two event cards but i do want like because there's so many uh msps that come out that i want to try but I can't justify spending five, six hundred K to buy the card or you, you don't want to make it untradeable and then lose out on a few hundred thousand if you downgrade it. I did it with Kane because I wanted yeah. to make a video of using Patrick Kane because it looked like fun. Like I just wanted to try out that card and he wasn't because I played Division One and you really can't use those kinds of cards in Division One, which is a whole other problem. Mm-hmm. And now I have this untradeable Kane that I had it spent four hundred K to make because there was no way for me to try him out. And it just kind of sucks. But yeah. Uh while we're wrapping up this episode we got about 15 minutes left uh you're at the next stage of the gwc now congratulations oh thank you what is your mindset now over the next two weeks and maybe for the rest of the year up until the draft um up until the draft uh play play like four to five best of threes against some of the best players each week um and don't so no rivals 
I do need rivals um, for the cards a little bit, right? So it, it kind of so that the rosters aren't locked. I actually wouldn't have mind seeing rosters locked by now. So I didn't have to worry about playing like champs and rivals. Um, so I'm going to continue to play rivals and, and champs, I think. Uh, not as much as I did before. Um, maybe just like one to five rivals games a week, right? Just to get the silver or gold or whatever it is. Um, and then just focus on playing like a, a close knit group of people. So I'll probably reach out to like Miso Trippy, Saphir, Gren, um, some of the guys like that. I find like five people I want to consistently play best of threes against. Um, space it out a little bit too. Like I don't want to play Saphir in a best of three, you know, like five nights in a row. That's just a lot of diminishing returns. Like we get used to each other. That doesn't really yeah. help. So it's mostly just that. And that I did the same thing last year and it helped me out a lot. Um, play And I think just playing less too. Like Which whenever, is crazy. Yeah. You'd think that like, you know, for that's why I wanted to ask you that because you think that like just like how it would normally go is that you just want to be grinding the game at all points now, but you have to play peer to peer. Yeah. And so I, I think another added thing too, like the importance of playing like just like some hot champs and rivals games each week is that whenever you only play like... Uh, you know, the top players, your play style is tuned to that, right? So I can go in and I can have a great game and, and beat them half the time. And then you play somebody that's like a solid player that's not a top player. And the play style is so different that you kind of don't know what to do and you screw yourself in the end. Um, I no, think I absolutely. did that I did that in years past. I think that hurt me before. So um, just make sure, you know, whenever I play too, like I'm just concentrating completely um, and giving it my all uh, just to try to stay sharp. No, absolutely. I think, yeah, yeah, it's crazy to hear that, like, yeah, kind of thing. Because, yeah, you you got to be careful because if you play down to your opponents and then you go into the biggies, you know, it is it is very tough in terms of, like, you know, that that, that level kind of kicks way up. Um, and what's, what's interesting is that because rosters don't lock, April 9th and 10th is when the next round of the GWC will take place. Mm -hmm. So that's when all the, you'll play the rounds number one and two, which means the first round will be, um, the club finals to find out what player will represent each club in the NHL on each console. And then the next round is the round of 32. So we'll get down to 16. The next weekend that runs uh, for PS4 and PS5, I think on, uh, or sorry, PS4 and Xbox one, it's on April 9th and 10th. But I think the next week is the next gen consoles. So it's later on. Um, team of the season is going to come out right in the middle of like the last round and that just throws a whole other thing because that's when you could literally have a team of full 99s almost. Yeah, I'm worried about that because it's just like you have to change your team up a little bit just to stay uh, competitive with some of the other top players. Not that if you don't Im improve your team during team of the season, it's not that big of a deal just because no. most of the cards now are like 99. But you still don't want to run into the situation where it's like you lose a game because your fourth line has like a 91 overall on it or something and the other team's fully 99. Um, no, exactly. So I am, I am a little annoyed, honestly. I still have to like keep upgrading my team, but it is what it is. No, um, for sure. Yeah. Did you want to talk about the uh, shootout challenge this weekend? Huh? Yeah, actually. Yeah. So my my esports org, Lazarus, I'm a part of I'm a creator for them. Uh, they partnered with uh, Chevrolet and the Chevrolet Good Deeds Cup. If you're from Canada, you know what this event is. It happens every year. Essentially, uh, they, they, they promote um, youth hockey teams coming together and doing something good for the community and whoever wins the the good deeds cup by doing the best thing for their community uh they'll get a hundred thousand dollars to a charity of their choice it's a great event put on by chevrolet and it's all over cbc and it's it's uh promoted nationally um so they actually wanted to uh 
they got together and 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 did some sponsored events for esports. They wanted to get into esports, and Lazarus, my org, pretty much has every single. Well, they have Regs, you know, and then myself, Henrique, a, a lot of the more known names in, in NHL kind of locked up. No other org is really involved in NHL, and I understand why. You know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not huge when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, but so, uh, the the owner of Lazarus came up with an idea and and came to me and asked. You know, should we try a shootout mode and for 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 an event? And at face value, a lot of, for for you know, we'll take sixteen players and have them compete in this. And he was like, "How would a shootout mode work?" And I was like, "What if?" And he was like, "You know, what if we graded them on on the goals that they scored?" And I was like, "What if we do it offline?" And they play rookie mode goalie so that they're not, you know, playing against other players. And because then it becomes like the meta when how to score. Yeah, right? you can't do insane stuff when players are in net. So that was risky but this weekend uh we ran it you took part in it and it was i have to say of all the esports events i've done and there's a five thousand dollar prize pool yeah um we had celebrity judges we had pavel barber on saturday and we had tyler mcgregor who is the captain of team canada's sledge hockey team who just finished silver in uh, in the olympics he was the other judge uh celebrity judge and we basically had 16 guys and girls um try and give out their best shots and most creative goals and they had five attempts offline against a rookie goalie and it was a blast it was just fun dude it was the it was one of the most fun events i've ever been a part of in nhl because it's like uh you can run an event right in this community uh you can invite those same people it could be a versus event it'll be the same sweaty event that you always get with the same three or four people winning um this one there's creativity right so you can do any anything in the game right but you can also use props or whatever outside of the game so me yep. and like a few others did the blindfolded attempts um you know a couple michigan attempts stuff like that you saw people holding their controller upside down <laughs> yeah. um so this yeah so this weekend was like the qualifier round there were 16 people eight moved on i was lucky enough to move on next week so i think now that we got like the first weekend out of the way and people kind of see what to do uh you might see some crazy stuff next weekend like i'm really yeah. excited actually so yeah so guys that event is actually happening next saturday i will be away on vacation um i i did not my wife kind of surprised me with my trip so unfortunately i didn't have a say in when it was so i will i was the i was the co-host this uh this weekend i will not be my man Tugi is filling in joined by grizz as well as some huge guest judges bro did you see the other guests yeah i did yeah sarah nurse there's sarah nurse from the the canadian team uh team canada from sorry from team canada um and then we've got arto cal the voice of of the gwc and i believe uh i believe steve um, dangle steve dangle yeah Yeah, yeah, so like it's just gonna be fun like and it i know some things that you're gonna try and i'm not gonna tell anyone what they are i got some tricks up my sleeve yeah but i'm excited to see the other people what are they gonna do you know I, i don't know because it's for quite a bit of money you know, like that's what it's it's the perfect mix of being for a really good cause. It's just stupidly fun, but it's also low key for money. So it keeps the players trying. Yes. Like you're actively like, OK, and the way you win is not by scoring the most goals or being the sweatiest. It's like, let's do the dumbest thing possible to impress the judges. Yep. And it just turned out really, really well. I was I was I'm not going to lie. I was skeptical. But it turned out way above my expectations, and I'm glad that I'm glad that uh, Charlie, the, the the owner of Lazarus, came up with the idea. I'm glad I got the help with it. And Grizz was a phenomenal behind the scenes and and leading the event, and uh, it just came together really well. So, 
Um, I'm excited to see how I'm, I'm going to be watching from from the Dominican. I will low key be uh, on the beach, maybe with the with the yeah. with the MacBook, just sitting there watching. So yeah, um, and that'll be on a Twitch.tv slash Lazarus L A Z A R U S too. Just because I, I think it, it's fun to watch. I found myself. I did yesterday's uh, qualifier, and then today's I found myself watching most of it just because it's like funny, you know? Yeah. And I think yeah. it was at the perfect time. Everyone's sweating for GWC, mm-hmm. and all these people were just like, "Ah, this is just like stupid fun." Dude, so. people, I was I was practicing for this thing. So Saturday morning, <laughs> right? I was streaming GWC games, and then I was like, "Okay, I got this thing in an hour. Like, I better practice." So I had my stream on because we had to have our stream on because you guys would yep. click in, watch our attempts, and I uh, had my blindfold on, and I would and I would like take the shot, you know, see what happens. And people were coming in my stream, they're like. What the hell are you doing? What is, <laughs> what is going it's you, on? It's you trying to learn a new goal yeah. by memory for GWC. It's like, if I can do this blindfold, then I can do this yeah, in-game. Exactly. So uh, it, was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. That's gonna be that's gonna be a blast. Yo, let me ask you this. I just this just came to my head because I want to talk about like it's it's kind of a big part in my life and, and my business going on right now. So when GWC ends, you've done a great job being a content creator this year. You've done really well on YouTube at finally you listened to me to start putting uh, out YouTube yeah, videos right. and yeah. you, you really blew up. And then we created this like uh, this is probably my proudest thing I've done in the last couple of years is our podcast because it's just it, everyone seems to enjoy it. You love listening to us talk, which I you know appreciate. You know, we're just two uh, too. bumbling <laughs> idiots who are obsessed with this game that yeah. we probably shouldn't be. Uh, and we get to just talk all day, you know, or every once a week uh, about the game. So give me your thoughts. Like, what are you going to do after GWC? Dude, I don't know. I, I don't know. And it's that's scary, the scary no? thing because it's it like is. after GWC, it's not like it's two months. It's not like it's the summer. It's six months between that and when the next game comes out. So, um, I think it's more just like the social aspect I want to focus on. I'm not sure what I'm going to do on YouTube. Um, I was actually YouTube cons- is hard. That's yeah. the hard one. So yeah. I might go back to some old games. Um, I had this idea for a video to show like glitch goals uh, in NH- in the NHL series throughout the years. Um, oh, dude, so that's I so good. I yeah. hate when you come up with good ideas. Yeah. So sorry. Like, so if you want to do like a collab on that or something, that'd be fine. I would love to. Because yes. like I have these, dude. I they're all up here. I remember everyone from like the past fourteen years. So that's, that's crazy. one. Um, maybe just more talking about the game itself. Uh, I do want to focus like this podcast. Uh, there's a lot of guests I want to have on to talk to with you. I agree. I think that that's um, what we're going to do, guys, because obviously, even right now, we, we barely talked about Hut in itself. We talked mostly about the GWC, and that's just because Kessel is very involved. I'm really involved, and it's pro- kind of the biggest thing going on in NHL. And it's probably going to dominate the next couple of weeks of, of podcast because this event is kind of why a lot of people play Hut yeah um but we we're gonna fade away from talking about how because it you know talking about what cards we think are good it's just it's not there so we're gonna probably spend a lot of time on our ideas to fix the game probably Um, but we want to start bringing on guests uh to do like 20 minute interviews not the whole hour but maybe pre-record like a 20 minute thing that we throw in at the end of each podcast i think um in terms of i know nasher wants to I know uh, our man Daddy Padre is dying to get on here. Old man There's gaming is dying too. Okay. Maybe literally. Gaming. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, old man. He's the yeah. nicest guy. Dude, if you haven't seen Old Man Game, I think it's Old Man Gaming 55. It is. He came into my chat about, I would say, a month ago. And I do these community pack openings every Wednesday. If you haven't been a part of them, basically I'll stream everyone's packs. We basically just have a, a list and we, we start streaming on my channel everyone's packs. And Old Man Gaming signs up for one and 
it is a great username because he is a grandpa. He is an old man, and he's not bad at hut, and he has an unbelievable team. Dude, I watched, I watched like five minutes of his gameplay the one day, and I was like, he's actually like kind of good. Yeah, like, like it's like, not bad. Did, I didn't even expect, like I didn't expect to see like anything besides like passing and like maybe passing. point shots. Or and flicking he, up. Yeah, and he hit this guy with like a nice cross crease. I was like, what? That's the most yeah, impressive dude. thing I've seen in this game all year. And he streams dead on in the morning, like like 8 a.m., guys. If you are at work and you don't have any, throw on Twitch. Go look at the director. I think it's Old Man Gaming 55. You will not be disappointed. It's hilarious. And yeah. he's just a funny guy, dude. I think he, I found a clip. Oh, my God. It was like, are you Clappy's dad? And he starts laughing. He's like, I'm not his dad, but I love to kick his ass. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was just yeah. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe we were talking about that the one day. I it was couldn't so believe funny. And he's just this old man. Like, it, it was it was it's honestly hilarious. But um, yeah. yeah, like it, it gets scary. So I'll, I'll, again, I like peeling back the curtain about, you know, the business aspect of what I do. Last year, um, so YouTube is it's gone very well for me. The last two, the last two video games, and we're we're really lucky that every year we get a spike because mm-hmm. the game comes out, and that's a huge bump. Because if you stream like Destiny or make it, you know, there's three or four years between you know games, right? So it's very difficult. Like you've got a, it's very difficult because interest dies. Whereas in sports games, you're guaranteed this epic peak. That's huge. Everything's flying. The dopamine every day is incredible because the Twitch numbers are awesome. The YouTube numbers are awesome. TikToks, all that. But then, man, the downfall, it's real low because when you just stream NHL and my YouTube channel was dedicated basically mostly or all to NHL. And YouTube is the most important so platform to, to create, to grow. If you want to be a streamer on Twitch, you need t- YouTube more than you need Twitch, which sounds ass backwards, but it's not. So I started making MLB videos last year, and some of them did really well, but there was also some things where I was doing like daily, whatever, the new cards that come out, even though they're not very good, that would normally do very well in NHL, did not do well in MLB. And uh, so it was a learning experience, and I spent about a 1,000 hours playing MLB last year um, just to really learn the game, um, really like really understand the game and the creators that you're going up against as a creator. And by going up against, I mean you're, you know, you're essentially fighting for everyone's attention. But the creators in MLB are incredible. Not that the NHL one doesn't have some awesome ones like Thrash and Enrique. All those guys do great jobs um, with, with creative content. The MLB scene is just, it's a whole other animal. And I'm really excited because... I've realized that for me, I want my silver play button. It's the next thing. Is that that 100K? That's 100K. And I've come to the realization that I just will not get it. I'll get it eventually if I stay in NHL, but it'll take me five more years probably. Yeah. There'll there'll never be that peak of where like, oh, I'm at like, I get like 10,000 in a month and it's like bang, right? Because when you get close to 100, when you from like 70 to 100, it usually happens like that. In the NHL community, it's so small that almost anyone who watches YouTube for NHL has seen a video of mine and or subscribed or they've seen a video of mine over the last few years. And I just it, it's going to take me so long. The guys like Thrash or sorry, uh, Tactics, Nasher, Bacon Country, the guys in the past that have hit 100K. Um, like you look at Tactics, for example, he hasn't grown all that much since he hit 100K because he's really reached the peak. Um, and I've realized the only way I'm going to be able to hit 100 is with MLB. And I'm mm. not talking about disowning NHL, but going 80 percent mlb in the summer 20 percent nhl because that'll never go away on my channel and then my twitch streams 
again, same kind of ratio to it. I'm going to go, you know, stream MLB every day, uh, except for about 4 p.m. I'll hop over for the new content up till five, watch the new content for NHL. And then on the weekend, I'll do hut champs every weekend. Yeah. But for the most part, it's going to be MLB. I'm kicking things off with an uncapped subathon. And if you don't know what an uncapped subathon or a subathon is, it's every time someone subs or gifts a subscription on Twitch, it adds time to a clock. And you don't end the stream until the clock hits zero. I did one at the launch of NHL. I made it capped at 72 hours. I thought that was absurd and I would never get there. I, there are some people in the community that showed up for that event that I've never seen that level of generosity. And I hit 72 hours. I slept on stream. You know, I ate on stream. I watched I watched real hockey because I was just like, you know, like two days in. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing an uncapped one for MLB. So I, it could be seven days. It could be 10 days. I will it, not end my It could be seven stream. hours. People could just hate it you It could now. be seven <laughs> hours. True. I mean, yeah. yeah. After the last one, they, they, I could just end immediately. Yeah. Um, but it's happening April 1st, and I come back from my vacation on the 29th. So it kind of works out perfectly. I'm mm. getting this nice little break before him. But that's what you should ex- oh, to expect, at least on YouTube and Twitch. And I, I really want you to get into MLB because you you love the like the mechanical portion of it, and that's all MLB is. There's an idea. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not really an idea, but whenever you're doing this uncapped subathon, we might have to do a live recording of our coffee and chill if it's going on. Yes, we will be. We will have to. If it yeah. lasts long enough, we will have to. That'd be, be kind of fun. I, I think a live one, it'd be interesting to see, um, you know, we could because we could use chat and everything like that. Yeah, that would be fun. Because like, I think, I, I think be cool. I, it's like, dude, I'm not that I'm scared for the summer because like in my personal life, I'm really looking forward to it. But it's like you've asked, like, what do you do now? And it's like, you know, I'm probably not going to be playing NHL, you know, so I, I really just have to focus on other things. And even if I'm not streaming or whatever, uh, you know, focusing like I have so much fun sleeves uh, making a stupid meme and just Yo, tweeting dude, it out. Same. And it's yeah. like I, I was talking to somebody. I was talking to Safir last night, at like three in the morning, and he was asking me questions about stuff um, because like I think this year he, he made a comment to me and he's like, uh you know, like about growth or whatever for me this year. And he's like, I'm a, it's almost like I'm a, I'm a completely different person. Like I'm actually funny now. And I was like, I've always been funny, but I think now I'm like more comfortable on camera and just talking yep. and doing whatever and being myself. Um, but I told him, I was like, I would love to try like social media management for like content creators at some point. Cause I think this might be me having an ego here. Some of the stuff I tweet and the memes are really funny that if like, a you know, I can't think of anybody's name off the top of my head, but if some people incorporated these, I think their like Twitter Polks? follow. Yeah. Like, if Polk's used me, give me give me a hundred bucks a month. I'll send you some stupid memes, and your Twitter followers will go up by like ten percent, twenty percent. I think like one. I, why you know why I think I honestly think that if you stuck with it, like if we were to go back five years and you started, you would have been bigger than me. We're really very similar, even uh, what your videos are posting. Like I think that it, maybe I have a little bit louder personality. You do, um, but so, but I, I don't agree in the sense that like I think everything happens when it's supposed to, right? True. So like if I transport myself back five years, true, you know, true, I see what you're saying, but it's yeah. like you you grow as a person over the years, right? And you you change a little bit, so it's like if it was ever going to happen or you know me doing this thing, it's like working out now uh, because it's like you know there's just like confidence you get you get more confidence as you get older, you know you're just things change. Right. Also, you know, like if it doesn't pan out, it's not like you don't have like a very good job and like, oh, yeah, you know I mean? yeah. And I think that that comfort level is there, too. Like tomorrow, if all this like just goes down the hill, like down the drain and like EA Sports Canada's like, yeah, we're not making a game anymore. I'm like, all right, guys, it's been a good run. You <laughs> it's know? been a good it two was, decades. It was fun. Wait, could you imagine if that happened? Like how many people we interact with all the time that we would just never talk to again? 
dude be like you know what's funny when you leave a job you've been at for like five <laughs> years and wait dude i i immediately just started remember my one of my best buddy evan i'm gonna go text him tonight because the pe- it's so funny when you work at an office or a job where you're around the same people you are with those people more than anyone else probably more than your significant other and when it's so sad i left my job and i had two people that i would spend every day with and i no longer talk to them and that's what it would be like it would just fade away it's like graduating college or your high school like it's you might have one or two and then that's it like that is sad to think about because this game as a whole as much as we complain about it like me and you are literally talking doing this right now because we played nhl yeah yeah you know it's I mean? like, so. well sometimes with those jobs too sometimes it's a sadder thing it's like i had this really good friend named ryan at uh, one of my first jobs out of college we'd go to lunch every day mm-hmm. like he played video games like we both like were in the same thing and it's like we talked every day right and it's like after that got a new job we would text every few months. Now we, we, I haven't talked to them in like two years. Right. But it's like, you realize like, Oh, this person's in my, in my life every day. I'm okay with them not being in my life every day. Like that's <laughs> yeah, like the sadder guess, thing. Yeah. You know? I guess that's true. I guess that's true. And I get for anyone that's like 23 right now, just realize that appreciate the friendships right now because you'll get a new job. They'll get a new job. And more than likely, I, what is the odds on that? Changing jobs, your work, your work, best friend, or your work wife or work husband, you know, like that's yeah. a term, right? Like I, everyone had one, like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, for sure. Just like, I would say it's less than 5% you carry with them throughout the rest of your, like, into the next job. I, I've had so many friends at work, right? And I, I can't really think of any off the top of my head. In that your I've... wedding party, were there any you met through work? No, no, it was college. I had one. And he is one of my best friends now. He was actually my boss. He was very young. His his uh, when I worked for Apple, he was actually like my boss. And then my best friend uh, Kyle, who has been my my number one since high school, like early high school, grade nine. Um, I got him a job at Apple too, and they became kind of buddies. And then the three of us, like we all have matching tattoos. We got as like our first uh, kind of dumb, but like we our first house we got together was like the craziest year of our life is before my wife and uh, my wife and me actually lived there and we did like a lot of growing there's usually one year in your life where you either your life grows like immensely yeah like it's it ramps way up and we all got the address tatted on us somewhere so (laughs) just like you know what i mean to never forget it right and uh, i met him at work but other than that man like i mean i met my wife at work i would say your significant other you meet at work i would say i after about 25 like if you can if you do not have, I can, we should have started this at the beginning because we can talk about this yeah, forever. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> when when you, uh, the sad part is because, dude, COVID, I feel bad for the people that at COVID now their jobs are like work from home and stuff because mm-hmm. finding a significant other has got to be, once you get out of college and university and you get your real first job, if you do not have someone, the odds of meeting someone that is not someone you work with goes way down because it's the same thing you will work with these people every day mm-hmm. there's no way that you don't develop some sort of feelings whether you know whether whether it's you know you interest or not or just you know you care for them yeah it's impossible not to because you're a human being you're around the same person over and over and over again so like man like i think that after like 25 like if you're out of university like you're gonna meet your person you work with yeah in most situations i feel like right now things have changed with like the dating apps right like i think it's much more casual like back dude like i remember tinder came out right before i met my wife and i maybe experienced it for like three months before it was like okay i gotta delete this because i'm in a relationship now 
Yeah. And it, it at the time it was like it, weird. You know, because it's you're just if you're on this app, you are looking you are for one thing. You're yeah, it's it's a, it's a dating app that is like not you're not looking for a relationship yeah. or a real one, right? Yeah. And cuz there's other that, ones, right? There's like the the bump like or what, there's plenty like, yeah, of there's like, like bumble, bumble and stuff and, and, that has Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is like uh, I think more towards like the relationship side. Maybe I don't know because yeah. I, I've been with my wife like over ten years. I've now, never so, been like, on never... them before either. Yeah, but I'm, one of my one of my like closer friends. They actually met on Plenty of Fish. Okay, and like that's like a one big one in Canada, and they could have been on a commercial because they're both extremely good looking. Like they they just look like a, the picture commercial couple, yeah. and they met on this they met on this dating app, and it was it's really like they're they're married, they have great life, and and a, and a really nice kid together. They just bought a new house, like it's just it's crazy. But yeah, like nowadays, like dude, like my wife works from home, right? Like I pretend if, if my wife wasn't married, and I'm just thinking like, how would you meet someone? Well, how would you, you dude? How would you, <laughs> dude? I, it would be I would be toast, dude. Right? You'd be I'm, like. like Dude, it's it's you only talk to dudes on your nhl uh twitch chat right yeah so it's like you'd have to find like a mutual friend through somebody that you know i'd be honestly probably be like at an event yeah it, like it or be. if i did if i did broadcasting for like esports events that were like you know like i don't know i, I mean i'd be no in the same idea. boat it's like i'm at work from home like i did like it's, it would have to be an app it, it would, would have like, to be and I, i'd be screwed i'm five eight so it's like I'm automatically I'm like, dude, filtered. I'm five nine, so dude, it ain't I'm much better. Filtered bro. out of whatever, whatever thing, because <laughs> I, I saw this graph and it was like ninety um, percent of women are looking for like five percent of men, and it's like yes. the, the settings, the filters they have. It's like you know, like um, me, me and you are just out of the filter. Like we're too short, right? It's like six foot and above, and it's like we'd be screwed. We have to utilize our personalities, oh, yeah, which I, I think is what we had to do to land our. our yeah, that's our, the only thing we have going for us. It's not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We tricked yeah. our wives. We exactly. Did. Yeah, we had to yeah. swindle them with a with a with a hilarious personality. Yeah, with way. with a joke or something. That's about it. Dude, what's wild is that like, I experienced so, like I feel like every guy or for the most part you go on like a health kick at some point in your life or I think that if you have a maybe you don't if you have a job or a career I think maybe it happens less because you're married to that like. You know, you put all your effort like what you did. Like you you put all your effort into your career. Yeah. Right. Like even right now, you're like you're going to get your master's and whatnot. I like I've always been pretty like ever since I was like 20. Um, throughout high school, I was like very average. Like I was not strong. I wasn't, but I wasn't like heavy or anything like that. And then like after you get to high school, like as you get older as a guy, like your metabolism just like. Like if you you see the freshman 40 pretty quick, dude. You know dude, what, I mean? you know what man? My first second year of beer college, hits, bro. Dude, the second my, beer hits. My first year of college, I went in at like 160, like a, like a very healthy weight. Like I was like, you know, just look like not skinny, but like just a regular size. And then, uh, you know, it was like you can go to the cafeteria, you can eat whatever you want. Right. And then so like we, I would have like two chicken patties and stuff. And then we would go like all my friends and I would like we'd go out at like 11 p.m. We'd get a burrito at night from Cadoba. Dude, yep. I put on like 35 pounds that first year. It happened so it's uh, so fast and, because and, and of the you know, it's overnight too. And I remember like my yep. sophomore year, I remember looking at a picture um that uh my wife then girlfriend took of me and I was like, holy shit. I was like, what in the world? Like, look at me, look at me. That's disgusting. What's wrong? So I ended up losing like uh 20 or 30 pounds like that next year, and then like just slowly like putting it on, but not to the point that I ever got back to what that was freshman year. But dude, that that freshman—it's called the freshman fifteen. It's the freshman yeah. forty. I'm sorry if you have no self control. Yeah. Exactly, man. Like so, like that slowly started to happen. I went through a really bad breakup, uh, like when I was twenty, and I like ballooned. And I remember my buddy, my my group, my group of friends were all like 
pretty athletic big guys and i was just able to hang around the group long enough because i was pretty witty and i didn't care about talking to girls and i i didn't have to be jacked or whatever and my buddy i talked to my buddy long enough and he literally showed up at my house 4 p.m in the afternoon and this is like when i would sleep till five or whatever because like i would just game all this right after college <laughs> he literally would just lay on his horn and i would i was living in my old man's house and my old man is like big Dave no sleeves, a big angry dude when someone disturbs him. And my buddy Cody literally got in my driveway 4 p.m. and just and like wouldn't stop until I came out of the house. He did this for like three straight weeks until I started enjoying the gym mm-hmm. and I just would go on my own. Yeah. And that's really for like for like four year, four or five years. I just did that like kind of off and on. I, I liked the gym. Then I met my wife. I was in pretty decent shape. And then I don't know what it was. I became like the best I've ever been in my life was just a, a level of fitness that I don't think I'll ever be able to achieve again. Um, right before my wedding, I went from 216 when I, the day I started content creation, I'm only five, nine. I was 216, five foot nine on January 1st, 2017, my wedding day, the day before my wedding, I literally went and trained CrossFit in the morning. Cause I was this obsessed while all my family was coming in. And I was like, no, I gotta go. I got 6am. Gotta hit the gym. This is what it was like. I'm like, I got to hit my macros. I'm not having it in the dinner beforehand. So I, I, I literally weighed myself that morning and I was 149. So in the span of like 16 months, I went from 216 to 149. I had finally gotten under 10% body fat. I went on my honeymoon and then I really got into CrossFit, which for anyone that is listening that's interested in, in fitness, do not do CrossFit. It is meant for athletes. Um, it is not something that I would recommend the average gym goer ever do. I think it is the most, it is the most insane and great greatest workouts I've ever had. But it also led to me getting patella tendonitis because I'm not an athlete and I ruined my knee to the point where I needed surgery and then I hurt my shoulder. But I was just so focused. And I did so ass backwards. Mm-hmm. I was literally engaged and married. Got to my peak shape. And my wife doesn't give a shit because I'm already yeah. married to yeah, her. Yeah, so she like, loves you. You looked like how you looked whenever you and met she her, would right? get so annoyed that, like, I was, like, trying to get down and lose all this weight. And I, I remember having an argument with her. Like, I did this. So, like, don't you want to be with someone who's better looking? And she was like, no, I don't give a shit what you look like. And I'm yeah. like, why am I doing this? Yeah. So, like, the last two years, I've just not cared. And then eventually I've now given myself, like, a health problem. Yeah. Um, and it's I think it's worse for someone, I, well, this, this is weird. I've been thinking about this a lot, and we're going way over. So, I mean, I've, we've probably lost a lot of people, but maybe not. Let maybe us know if you're still here. People. Let us know. You're the real one. I want you to yeah. type, uh, I'm jacked, as your comment, all right? I want you to say, I'm jacked in the chat or in the, in the comment section if you're still here. But it, it's funny because I know now that I need to lose uh, about 20, 30 pounds, which is not insignificant. I'm like 206 right now, mm-hmm. and I, I literally have a liver problem because of it, um, and I have to get back down. But... It's funny for someone that has never lost weight, I I could empathize with them being like, you have no confidence that you could ever do it. I at least have confidence that I know that if I do X, I will get down to this. But the man, when I start going back to the gym every time now, I'm like, I've got a year and a half of just hell that I put myself through and I threw it all away for nothing and it was, and I'm like, dude, I, 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 I go a week in and I'm like, oh my God, dude, like, I don't know if it's harder because I know what I have to do or if it's easier because I know that no matter what, I have the willpower somewhere in me that something will click again. 
but it's going to be an experience because now I literally have to. My Dude, health I'm, has to I'm, I'm such a nerd, and I know we've talked about Star Wars, but the, what you just said reminded me of the Kylo Ren, where it's like, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have, if I have the strength to do it. Whenever he uh, kills his dad, do you remember that scene? Yes, dude. Uh, dude. And it's such a great, it's such a great quote. Like it is a very good quote, yeah. man. And like, and yeah, that's so you right I'm, now. it is, man. And yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. I know that I'm gonna go on this vacation. It's gonna get even worse because I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna read on the beach and just drink and and eat the worst food possible. And then I come back and I'm gonna be on stream for potentially 20 straight days. So I don't know if it's gonna get any better than either. But <laughs> after that, I will I will be uh, excessively getting back into the stuff that I was doing before, but uh, I'm excited a little bit because the, I feel like in life to really significantly change your life in terms of health, it takes one of three things, death, whether it be, you know, a close family member or someone that you really care about uh, health would be another one or a breakup. Mm-hmm. And I'm knock on wood, not going to have a breakup and knock on wood. I'm not going to have death because, you know, because you can't drastically change your like drastically change. It'd be like if you're, if you're always paycheck to paycheck, same kind of thing. Like if you want to, you're changing all of your habits. Yeah. And that is, that is a very bad shock. The human brain wants to say the same. It will do everything in its power to keep you as negative. Even if you want to change for good, the human subconscious will kick in. It will make all of your senses fire to try and get you to counteract what you're doing because it's, it's a protection thing. You know, right now, Hey, you're, you're alive. The, the brain is doing what it needs to do to keep you alive right now. Why we do it? Why we, why we doing the stairmaster, bro? Let's relax, dude. We're completely okay. with yeah. just sitting in your chair playing video games. Why are we going for this run? Let's dial this back. So it'll heighten your sense. Like you'll be walking past a McDonald's. But, oh my God. I really want fries. Like it's, it's dude, so that is crazy. Every <laughs> single time I do. I, I think it's just like, uh and i always talk about luck and stuff right i think a lot of it's just how you grew up too um because like there's people there's like so whenever i was growing up right in my house i never drank water my 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 grandparents um always had like pepsi or coke in the house and it was like just what you drank because that's how they grew up in like the 50s and stuff right so it's like because that's how i ate for my whole entire life whenever i got to college it was like yeah i'll just have a pepsi with every single meal and it wasn't until like after that first year like i had to teach myself as an adult healthy eating habits which i clearly don't follow but like i, I still follow a lot better than i did before you need to be but aware of them yeah you do but some people never get that chance though you know like and it's just like just luck of the draw genetics life with whatever i'll i this is gonna sound ridiculous um i same boat i hate water even like i only I, I gave up drinking from 2017 all the way past my wedding i drank on my wedding day so 16 months, I went no alcohol, not because I'm an alcoholic or anything like that, but because I wanted to develop the willpower. And I was mm-hmm. like, if I'm going to go all in and be in fitness, the first thing that's got to go is liquid calories. So yeah. I'm just, I'm not going to drink. And when I was a kid, same situation. I hate water. I don't like it. I usually have to put like sugar free or zero calorie Mio or BCAA something just to get a taste in there. But when I was growing up, same situation. My parents always had pop on hand. And for whatever reason, I know I'm going to get people in the chat that are gonna be like, oh, the aspartame. I only like Diet Coke. I'm at, I'm at the same point now. Yeah. If I, if I honest to God think I used to drink it all the time and like two or three a day. And I'm, I, I think back now knowing like what I know about health, the health and fitness industry, like if it was Coca-Cola, and like actual sugary pop, like I would have been in high school, I would have been really fat. Like it would have been, it would have happened way earlier. And even mm-hmm. to this day, and um, you know, aspartame obviously is not very great, but it is, 
there is a lot worse things that you could do, and I honestly think the calories that you were taking in as opposed to what you were taking in with aspartame to, is not even close to the same trade-off. And again, I'm sure I'll get some negative comments about that. That's fine, but I would much rather have that. And it's crazy because there's something called, um, uh, I believe it's called sucralose, and it's like fake artificial sugar. So this happens in like stevia and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The problem, the only downfall, it's zero calorie sugar, which is what you should be drinking as opposed to anything that has sugar in it. it calories is always going to be the most important for your health for the most part. Um, what's crazy is what it does is it makes you addicted to artificial sugar. So because I like Diet Coke, I always like Diet Pops across the board. I, I hate the taste of Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Anything that has a lot of sugar in it, I can't stand. It makes me feel like I'm losing my teeth. It's so weird. Yeah. Like I hate, the, I hate the taste of it. But anything diet, like I love, and even in my coffee, if there's days where I'll put, um, you know, like that kind of artificial sugar into it, I'll crave more coffee. It, okay. It's very weird, and it's something to pay attention to, guys. For anyone that that's the reason why, if you start drinking pop again, like even like I didn't, I didn't drink pop at all for a very long time because I was I was so healthy. But then I started drinking pop a little bit again, and then I became a like the 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 want of it exploded again because of that that artificial sugar. And again, I, it's far more healthy than the alternative, but just something to pay attention to. Yeah, um, yeah. we went way off the rails there. We did. I enjoyed the talk. I Loved think my, my wife's probably wondering why I'm in here for two hours. So uh, yeah, uh, we got to take off. I feel we, you. I'm going to the Dominican soon, so yeah. I got to go pack and all that stuff. But yeah. all right, guys, that is going to do it for episode 25 of Coffee and Shell. I can't wait to see if you will actually listen to this whole thing because it goes way off the rails at like an hour. That, but that's I, I think that was actually a good uh, example of it what we good. usually how we usually talk. Yeah, you know, like in the mornings, that's what we're talking about. This is going to be the summer. This is, guys, yep. you're in for a yeah, long buckle summer. Up, bro. <laughs> buckle up. All right, guys, thank you for watching, and we will see you next time. Have a good one. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.